Hello everyone, welcome to Got to Start Somewhere, the podcast where I, Maddie Holmes, have open and honest conversations each week, exploring what it really means to start something new for the first time. This podcast is me also starting somewhere, trying to figure out the trials and tribulations of what it's like being a 20-something and figuring out where you want to go in the world, but also now during a pandemic. Uh, I've really enjoyed recording this series. My guests have been absolutely amazing. All the interviews have taken place remotely. And do not forget to uh, bless your little ears with my content and uh, go on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts to listen to all the weekly episodes. Hi guys, and welcome back to episode six of this series of Got to Start Somewhere. After a short Christmas break, we are back. It's the new year, 2021. It can only really get better from here. And um, I'll try not to talk too much about the dreaded C word as this podcast is supposed to be a bit of a escape and a pocket of normality for you listeners. But today I thought it would be a a useful idea, episode idea, to reflect on the past year and invite my wonderful friend Susie Bramwell onto the podcast. She was my very first guest of series two, got to start somewhere. um, And I thought it would be a great idea to reflect on the year that it's been with COVID and um, also our mental health. So without further ado, welcome Susie. Hello. Hi again. Hi again. So we did an episode together exactly, well, almost a year ago yeah. at the start of 2020. Um, and if you could sum up your 2020 in a phrase or a sentence, what would it be? Unexpected. Definitely. But like, it's been unexpected highs and lows. But yeah. but yeah, just a year ago today, I don't think I could even have imagined what this year would have been like yeah um i thought so i thought it would be a good idea and a little bit of a laugh to re-edit our previous recording um and see how our views and experiences have changed (laughs) (laughs) so this episode is all about starting a new decade it's 2020 happy new year (laughs) happy new year no it's literally february tomorrow uh this is what's happening because january doesn't count um i feel like it's it's ages. This month has gone so quickly, mm-hmm. but also horribly slow. Horribly slowly, like it's mm. such a weird one. Um, but it is a new year, and so yes, this episode is all about starting a new decade, starting a new year, renewing the calendar. The twenties. Yeah, the twenties, going into a new decade. <laughs> so that's the first clip. I just think we f- we sound so optimistic, don't we? Like there is that excitement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our voices that we're like a new decade. Woohoo! <laughs> I did honestly feel so excited. I was like, 2020 is going to be my year. It's going to like be, I've got so many things I'm looking forward to. And I forgot that, you know, the whole thing about the new decade was also a thing because that just got immediately pushed to the side, I feel. For sure. But, you know, happy new year, maybe. I also feel like every year I never really go into it with too many expectations. Like I have plans of what I'd like to do in that year, but I never really set the tone of like what I expect because I always like to do the most of my reflection at the end of the year and I think that's a really good way to do it I think Mm -hmm. reflection at the end of the year is something I definitely try and do I don't know what it was I think it was the fact that it was like a new decade I honestly did feel so optimistic about life which maybe was foolish of me especially with hindsight but I I am a bit of a maybe hopeless optimist I think some Mm. of the time this year it just I did a fuck like ton of shopping <laughs> oh classic classic ruddy homes but it was really nice in the sales yeah mm. hit those sales hard always always 
So this is a bit of an irrelevant clip, but I just wanted to reflect <laughs> on it because I did a lot of <laughs> like Boxing Day sales shopping this year again. And I'm just thinking, when is there going to be a year when I, when I stop buying loads of new clothes in the January sales? <laughs> Honestly, it's so bad. Never is the answer. You made me buy it in the January sales as well because I wasn't going to. And then you said to me that Urban had all these sales on. So I was like, oh, I'll just go and have a little look. And I came back with two jumpers and a T-shirt, Maddie. Oh, God. To be fair, I think what it is is the fact that also this Christmas I didn't I haven't really spent any money because I've just been stuck at home. So mm-hmm. I had a little, there was a bit of, little bit of leg room to buy a bit more. Um, but also I think I just do it because then I make like a promise to myself if I buy stuff now then I won't the rest of the like term at the spring term but then that just kind of goes out the window as well there is something I think you know shopping is very um it's therapeutic I think you know we, we've got to be looking after ourselves and giving ourselves <laughs> joy we need to spark joy yeah definitely I think I've I've been a lot more cautious about what I'm buying so the things I've bought are yeah. going to be a in like I can use them every day like I bought a pair of boots and a new pair of headphones and they're things that I will wear and use on a day-to-day basis they're not things that I'll just wear once and put in the back of my cupboard so I've tried to be a bit more kind of like aware of what I am buying from stores I think that is something that this year's definitely kind of taught me mm. per se is the fact that you know when we were in lockdown even like this Christmas at home I've literally worn none of the clothes that I bought home with me from uni mm. um so stuff really needs to be wearable even even at home and comfortable and also I really educated myself this year about climate stuff like mm. climate change and I'm really trying to be more sustainable and so one of my new year's resolutions is to only buy secondhand which I immediately failed um well speaking of climate change the next cliff is about your thoughts on climate change do you want to hear it yes so i'm just going to go through one by one about some topics for Mm -hmm. this that are going to come up this year in the news one of the main things that we have to address that is probably going to change quite a lot uh this decade and year is uh climate change yes predictions for climate change um are you positive that the world can be saved I mean, if I, I've had, I think about this a lot, um, mm. and I, I like to keep positive. Otherwise, yeah. it makes me feel like really actually anxious, mm. um, because I feel like the capacity for us, to, like we can have the paper straws and we can try and reduce our single use plastic personally, mm. but I don't think that that personal use is ever going to get us to a point of mm. that needs to be yeah. sorted. So that's kind of worrying because at the moment I don't see a lot of the larger companies taking mm. accountability. Um, that is one of the main factors is yeah. companies reducing their usage yeah companies reducing their usage reducing their uh, waste mm-hmm. not putting their waste in the sea yeah. um, not producing the plastic mm. so that was another one of my resolutions too like be more veggie and be like, an eco-friendly warrior be an eco-friendly <laughs> personal warrior but um, I hope that governments and organisations on a large scale actually attempt to tackle this incredibly important yeah. issue that could ruin all of our lives forever what do you think of that? <laughs> it's so funny hearing us a year no, later as first point. But also, I'm still the the clearly the same person. Even just the way that we speak is, yeah. I feel like we're, I feel like we're just a lot more, maybe that's because we've all had such a 
kind of serious year but I feel like we were a lot more serious and kind of sensible in like the way that we Mm -hmm. have conversations I don't know yeah definitely there's I feel like we're more um more measured Mm. I don't know maybe less maybe less excited because there's nothing to be excited about anymore (laughs) oh my gosh that's so interesting hearing me say that especially the word accountability Mm. can't believe I said that before that became I'm just trendsetter clearly yeah um Um, so how have your thoughts changed with COVID towards climate change like in terms of how like from the year that we've had have you seen any differences in the way people are viewing the environment or changing their actions towards the environment I was definitely really hopeful for a bit at the in the first lockdown that the UK had um, because there were tons of stories in the news about how humans being unable to create pollution to create waste had caused so many positive changes like I don't know if you saw that video of the dolphins swimming in Venice mm, yeah but all, all of those kinds of things and that made me really hopeful um, but since we've come out of that I'm feeling a bit more pessimistic again I guess because I haven't seen a lot of massive change um but I think that yeah I think people are definitely thinking about it more just maybe because we've had the time to think like we've had space to kind of sit back and review like even you know Biden's got his two trillion dollar climate plan um we'll see if that happens um the UK I'm less aware of currently of what we're doing i mean there's the green new deal that people are pushing but we'll see we'll see if stuff comes out of it i'm not feeling too positive because i think um maybe rightly so people are more focused right now on the actual pandemic mm. um like the pandemic has sidelined so many other key important yeah. environmental issues um but then it's yeah. That, yeah it's that hard thing though isn't it because in the first lockdown we just saw such a reduction in car emissions and I was so much more aware of like the nature in my garden. I think a lot more people were connecting with nature being stuck at home and only being restricted to their kind of like local area to go for exercise and whatever. Um, but then also alongside that, there's been a lot more online deliveries. Yeah. Massive consumerism because it's so easy to, when you're bored alone at home to go onto a shop and just be like, Oh, Jeff Bezos, deliver this to me tomorrow. Thank you. And so I think it's, yeah, it's been a bit of a kind of 50-50 year in terms of progression and setbacks. Yeah, exactly. That I think that's the right way to phrase it. Mm. Also, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how the government handles the Green New Deal. Definitely. Um, you also said that you wanted to be more veggie in 2020. I think you achieved yeah, that. I did achieve that. I was really proud of myself. I did. So um, my housemate, Ellie, used to cook for me. Um, at the start of term so we were vegan for oh my god maybe about three weeks properly and then it just got a bit too much but from that I was like okay and then I started cooking for myself again I was like I'm gonna take things slowly um and I went pescatarian so I was either vegan or veggie at uh breakfast and lunch and then dinner I'd either be pescatarian um or veggie on the occasion so I managed to get to that so that's where I'm at currently. And then my resolution for this year is to eat three veggie dinners a week. So I already eat veggie and vegan at lunch and breakfast. But dinner is the one where I struggle with um, just because I'm not very good at cooking. 
says I need a very limited proportion of things I can cook, but I've got some, my mum got me cookbooks for Christmas, so hopefully I'll be able to use some of them. Um, the next clip that we have is about us talking about COVID. So, oh, so I did know the word, crazy. Yeah, so it was, because it was, it was early February when we recorded this, so it was oh. already like in the news and a thing, um, but we don't talk about it really at all. Like we, we talk about it, but we touch on it, but we don't go into detail about it at all, and we which I think shows more that we just didn't think it was going to be oh like um, uh, so that, I feel like that's very classic. I don't know, maybe not us and also maybe like a wider sense of the UK, like, oh, it's happening way away, not a problem. Well, this is the thing. I think before the pandemic, there was never an incident which coincided so many nations before in this way. So I think when we see stuff on the news, that's in a different country. Obviously, we can be affected by it and we can do things about it, but we never we never really think that it's going to translate into our lifestyles or society in that way. Mm-hmm. So when we, I guess we just thought it was going to be another thing that happened over the seas and wasn't going to be, yeah, affecting our, our population. Um, okay, here it is. Yeah, so next we need to talk about and oh the coronavirus. Yes. Okay. Because... I'm scared I have it <laughs> because I was reading the symptoms on the email from it's the flu. guy from uh, the head of Exeter Uni and it was like common symptoms like sore throat, cold, lack of hearing and I'm like fuck I'm gonna die. That's me. Sophia was saying that too and I was like actually when I think about it I have but there's been two cases, confirmed yes. cases in the UK. Yes. It's now a world health crisis yes. um, and it's spreading between people who haven't been to China recently. Um, through people who have been to China, they're mm, spreading the disease. Yeah. First off, why am I such a drama queen? <laughs> <laughs> I would never expect anything less from you. But never ever. In the UK, I'm like, I've got it, guys. It's me. <laughs> I'm one of them. And he's like, I'm the third, yeah. guys. <laughs> the you're like, I've got it, but you weren't like, get away from me. <laughs> Literally, and I think also now knowing how many people have had it and how and being in a household where all my family have had it and not me, I feel like a lot of young people obviously are getting it asymptomatically. But if you do get symptoms, you know you've got COVID. Like the way that oh, my, yeah. my family get contract symptoms and then be ill, like it's so obvious. I think now with mm-hmm. the amount of like medical knowledge that we have about what the symptoms are and all that kind of thing. I definitely had it because I lost my sense of taste. It was at the beginning of March, end of March, sorry. I was so exhausted for about a week that I could barely leave my bed. And then I lost my sense of taste and smell completely. Mm. And I was with my boyfriend's family for the first beginning of lockdown, like end of March into the start of lockdown. Um, And they all lost their sense of taste and smell as well, but they didn't get ill. I can't believe how much I knew about COVID. Mm. Then I honestly thought I had never heard of it. Yeah. Um, And now I find it interesting, like what you're saying, um, with your family, I think on an individual level, we all know so much more about science and the way that viruses work now, which maybe is a positive thing. But also, it, it does, yeah, it does really amaze me that we did know so little back then. And the fact that you were saying, yeah, one, you know, one person from China is spreading it to someone outside of China. And now it's just a thing of person to person. There is no real nationality necessarily involved. It's just... No, it's just global. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it, yeah, it there's no um what's the epicenter anymore mm. um okay so this is the final clip also talking a little bit more about the pandemic so that's all very worrying it's, it's actually really hard to think about isn't it because china is a huge country huge. there are so many people in there 
the amount of people flying in and out of Hong Kong every day mm -hmm. and all the big major um, airlines, like it's so easy. Like if you think about how many flights happen day around the world going to so many different countries from Hong Kong yeah, it's and huge. Beijing and wherever, like it's hard to keep it under control. Super hard, especially when some countries don't have screening things in place yet. Mm. But what I would say is that one of these massive viruses, World Health Crisis, comes along every couple of years. Yeah, like and Ebola. every couple of years. So Zika, mm -hmm. so Ebola 2019, yeah. then Zika, Ebola like 2013, um, swine flu. Mm. Um, uh, there was that respiratory one in China more recently. Mm. Um, I and think they with, always managed to keep they it under always control. Managed to under control. And it's actually a pattern with so modern medicine getting rid of so many of our yeah, recent I known diseases. You telling yeah. me about this. So like polio is basically eradicated. Mm. Um, smallpox basically eradicated, or it is eradicated. Yeah. Um, so oh, there's going to be new diseases that come out and take hold, and it's just a fact of science and life. When did you get a medical degree? <laughs> I can't believe. Wow, I think I've decreased my brain cells since we last talked. I sound so educated. Wow. I love reading. I love reading about science and stuff and my um boyfriend kieran does medicine so i get a lot of secondhand medical information that i like to regurgitate <laughs> to all of my friends um no i still stand by that statement i do think that world health crisis has come across every couple of years but like we we're just saying none of them have ever really impacted the uk like this and i think that's where it I don't feel I can speak as objectively about it anymore because it has become so subjective. Yeah. And I think just the way that we were talking about it, like, oh, it will come along and it will go. Like, yeah. I think that also just shows, doesn't it, how like privileged we are as, an, as a country to have such modern medicine and usually be able to fight all these infections that do come along yeah. and, and um, crop up. It's quite, yeah, it's quite scary. It's quite, I wish I could be speaking that blase about it. Like, yeah, it will come, it will happen. <laughs> no, just is life. And now I'm like, oh my God. But I also wanted to talk a bit more in detail about the effects of the pandemic on our mental health and young people's well-being in general. Because I don't know about you, but this year has really taught me a lot about my own mental health in ways that I didn't really think about before. Um, and just up my kind of general lifestyle and how I worked and how much I put on my plate um, before. Um, thousand percent agree. So this second segment is um, where I'm going to ask you some questions and then you finish the sentence with your answers. Uh, in 2020, I was tested for COVID. I was tested once on the way home um, from uni at Christmas. Um, with what result? negative i got and is that right yeah i didn't have it <laughs> it's negative yeah. um, and everyone else got their test like 20 minutes later and i got mine two hours later and i was like I've oh, really got it. yeah i got mine two and a half hours later i was like i've got it i'm gonna have to isolate and not go home but i didn't it was very good i was tested for covid once and uh it was a negative outcome but then I also, I'm not really sure if I did it right. I had quite a traumatic experience at the testing centre. And because um, there's that thing, if you, touch your, if you touch your tongue with the swab and not your tonsils, then it can give you an inaccurate uh, result. Oh, no. And did I, you do that? Yeah. 
<laughs> I did. No. <laughs> I did not pick it up my nose. So if I did have it, surely the nose swab would have detected it. Yeah, and also your whole family got it in a in a very distinct way. And I would be shocked if you didn't get it in a distinct way if your whole family did. Mm. And no one you were living with got it had it either. So no. no. They were all negative. Yeah. So um but then yeah, it just makes me think about how there is like we were saying, how there is so still so much there is a lack of information about transmission and kind of how contagious you can be and so my all my family got it but I didn't and I was away for the first four days that they had symptoms which probably was when they were most contagious Mm -hmm. um and then came back but I did hug them all we've stayed in the same house and I just I'm fine well it's all about viral loads I think because you could have genuinely had it this time but had such a low viral load that you didn't have symptoms yeah because when you more the more your viral load is the more symptoms you're going to have yeah and the worse you're going to have it um so the next question is on a scale of one to ten how was your mental health before the pandemic i think my mental health was actually was actually slightly worse i'm not gonna lie to you um because right at the start of the pandemic like a week two weeks before we got put into lockdown i started therapy Mm. um and i've had therapy all this year and it's really helped me. So I think I probably wasn't as aware of my mental health. So I probably felt like I was more a nine. Mm. And and I do so miss the way our life used to be and hate the way we have to live now. Um, but yeah, on reflection, I think I'm actually, my mental health is a lot better. Mm. Much better just now. That's so good. I think going into therapy as a, as a starter for 2020 is a very um, positive thing. I just think even if no one, if you don't feel like you have a necessary problem or a piece of trauma or anything, I think that everyone should get therapy. I think it's so beneficial. I know it doesn't work for some people, but I don't think you can, there's anything to lose. I know, I mean, there's NHS waiting lists, of course. Um, I'm very fortunate that I can afford to pay for it myself. Everyone, everyone should get therapy. And I think also just the, t- the timing of it, I guess as well I'm sure the start of a lockdown was maybe one factor of the reason why you were starting but also just like the the coinciding of a very stressful and uncertain time with um, therapy as well was very beneficial. I I got it because I was feeling very anxious about all the stuff on my plate at the time which you mentioned earlier Um, but yeah it was so useful that it came that I was had started it before lockdown because it was a real lifeline in that first lockdown um definitely um for me i would say i wouldn't say it was awful i wouldn't say it was great i'd say it was maybe a well four or five actually because i think i really did have a difficult time in the start of second year adjusting to the kind of uni way of life um like moving into a new house and having a very different experience from um first year was a real kind of like a spanner in the works for me and I just couldn't get into like a good routine and it was all just very sporadic a lot of random nights out which didn't end well and made me feel really awful afterwards and all that kind of thing and then it got to Christmas and I was like okay this is fine and then obviously everything with Covid started happening so I'd say I'm actually probably in a more in a better place now just from having slowed down and just taken it mm-hmm. kind of day by day. Yeah, I guess like that is that thing of the pandemic has raised a lot more awareness around what makes you feel anxious. And I've never had such like a big event 
in my life that has so much anxiety like connotated with it so I think I'm a lot more aware of that anxiety but in a good way that I know I know how to manage it and I know what it's drawn to rather than feeling this like impending anxiety and you can't pin down why or what's causing it yes that yeah that exactly I think I probably I'd probably say I'm feeling more present anxiety but you're so right it's that being able to pinpoint why it's there even the fact that it's coming from COVID a lot of the time now um but also the pandemic has given I know me a chance to figure out my coping strategies for it and I feel like it has you too like there's more space to be like okay this is why I'm feeling this way this is what I'm going to do about it the hardest part of my mental health this year has been dot 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 like for me it's not seeing my friends quite simply just like not being around the people that I love and the people that I would spend day-to-day time with and having to find new ways to connect with them yeah that has definitely been a really difficult part for me but I think the most difficult part for me has been the trying to do things that then get shot down time after time um I think that's been the most difficult because it's it's like a weird roller coaster I'm on constantly where it's like things going up and then they get completely crushed again like my hopes and dreams or whatever I'm trying to plan currently at the moment um yeah there really is just like a lack of stability in yes things we can do because something that's is like allowed one week or like if you just try to plan anything and that's the thing we're both big planners and I like having these things in place to look forward to or things in the diary you know and and with this pandemic you can't you literally can't plan more than a week ahead because if you by that point it's either the hotel you want to go to is closed or that restaurant you want to go to is shut or that rule that you could see six people outside has now become one and just everything is changing so constantly that is that change for me that constant piece of hope and then it gets completely crushed again and that really has trodden me down this year Um, and I think a lot of people probably feel that way as well before quarantine my self-care routine was dot 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 non-existent (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad that you can acknowledge that and (laughs) no self-care I was like oh going to bed yes (laughs) yes self-care <laughs> that's not self-care that's like you have to do that oh to stay alive <laughs> yeah, I look back as well and I think there was a lot more of a when I was feeling really anxious or just like tired from having such a long day I think the way that I would deal with that is just to like lie in bed and and just and like after a long day just crash into bed and just watch some tv or just lie there but actually thinking about it now I wouldn't do that now because I think that caused more kind of like self-wallowing and and just uh, do you know what I mean and you don't process it like I used to do that as well like crash into bed chuck on random Netflix Mm -hmm. and then you don't process your anxiety you just let it sit there and get distracted since quarantine my self-care routine has been dot 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 it's been a process of getting ever better. Um, again, there's times when it's, it's brilliant and I'm in a really good routine and then something will set me off and I'll lose a bit of it. But I do feel like I have those mechanisms now where I can be like, I try and do yoga every day. My, doing my yoga every day is a really big part of the coping mechanism for me. Um, and also trying to journal instead of now just like jumping onto the bed and trying to sleep or whatever I do try and journal because it then gets it out of me 
but yeah yoga is is the big thing for me which i try and do every day i would say since quarantine my self-care routine has been better but i think in a weird way the best thing for my mental health has just been slowing down and not doing as much and like even though i obviously in a heartbeat would want the life back that I had before in terms of the social life and the activities I was doing but I really don't miss that fast pace of life at all and I know it will come back and eventually that kind of you know quickness of our lives will return but I definitely am going to think more about how I respond to it because Mm -hmm. because there was just so much going on and I look back now and I think how honestly how did I manage that like just doing three I did three tasks yesterday in terms of like work and planning and whatever and that wiped me out by five o'clock and I think as a as a whole population we're just a lot more we are in enjoying doing things more slowly and thoroughly and and not we need breathing space yeah this this is why I like yoga because you really focus on your breath and your breath connects your mind to your body right and so I think before um the first lockdown there yeah there was definitely like a speed of life where it would just be you were completely disconnected mind and body Mm. and now by doing things more slowly and getting wiped out after three tasks you're more able to give yourself space to breathe and just like enjoy doing the stuff because I was exactly the same I had so many things on my plate and I don't I can't even remember if I enjoyed doing them because I was just doing it. Mm. Um, I think a lot of mental health experts do recommend if you are feeling like out of control, the best thing to do is just breathe. And like, that's the main one core thing is like your body breathing is showing your body has control over the life. And that in in itself can really like calm, calm you down. It's regulating your nervous system. It's, um, science definitely yeah. I know people think it's so I think some people think it's really wanky it's like I oh, just need to take a breath but genuinely um regulating your nervous system is very important during this year my friendships have been dot 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 wonderful <laughs> like, I don't as in like I feel we've especially with a certain hmm, so they've they've shrunk my friendships have definitely shrunk as in I feel like I've now got a more core group of friends who I can really rely on Mm. um and I feel like I'll be friends with those people for years and years and years down the line and I kind of like that because before there was a lot more of bumping into people and I do feel like I've lost that sociability but the support that I have received this year from my friends has been wonderful and I would not have changed those experiences with them for the world at all um even if it has been increasingly more um sad as we got into the autumn that i couldn't see them in the way that i would have liked to see them and interact with them yeah i agree i think it's it's kind of a double-edged sword isn't it because i am the same i miss bumping into people and having those kind of more shorter snappy encounters with people around campus or around town or clubbing or whatever but then at the same time, it's really shown me that we're leaving uni anyway in six months and you don't hold on to all those people that you know from uni. You really only like stay connected to a, a small few. So actually, in a weird way, this pandemic has just kind of strengthened those that I know I'll definitely stay in touch with afterwards. But I'm just hoping in the summer there is that opportunity to see all those people again because it's such a weird thing, friendships. I feel like you, when you 
you forget how connected you are to so many people or I especially have felt like I've lost that connection between all those people this year having not really had the time to expand that much energy to so many different individuals and just keep it to like a small few but then also by not having those interactions you do feel like you're you are slightly losing something but then you do bump into those people occasionally and you forget that that friendship is still there but it's just the like lack of communication that makes you believe it isn't but it is it does it does cost a lot of energy to have to be like okay these are all the people I like to see and now I have to go on a walk with just them and then it would be it would be impossible Mm. um but I do think when there's a core when there's a core connection between people I don't think that you ever would lose and so I yeah I think I'm hoping that summer term will give us something Mm. to celebrate things to do to celebrate with each other during quarantine my uni experience has been dot 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 I, I want I want to say dreadful but there have been obviously some it's not been all dreadful and there have been some good parts as well um but yeah. I think for me it's we like there are there are two sides to it but weirdly I've had quite a few positives from having the uni experience I have had this year in terms of my summer exams would not have gone nearly as I wouldn't have got as good a grade as good grades as I did at the end of second year without the exams being online I'm a person that really struggles with exams I absolutely hate them um and just the chance to like do them from home and not be stressed about seeing everyone else in an exam room or having that time pressure and there would have been a lot higher expectations of the the kind of style of revising and learning that was expected compared to being at home with open books and whatever I think that really did benefit me um but also I feel while you know the teaching has been massively cut down we're still paying so much for our rent and our tuition fees the standard of teaching that we got as drama students which I know is just a complete fluke that we chose to do that side of a degree and the teaching has been as amazing as it has been at Exeter but mm-hmm. teaching has been incredible last term yeah that's my my highs have been like high but my lows have been low so last term my teaching with the drama department I had a really excellent experience and the two modules I did were the best modules I've done at university yet and I loved them and we got to be in person and create like pieces of work together and that was awesome but now looking ahead to this term I have two contact hours a week same um and they're all going to be online so and they were like don't come back to your in person which is don't come back till May don't come back ever basically (laughs) yeah but everything from home (laughs) don't even come back for graduation (laughs) it's not worth it yeah honestly (laughs) I think that's the thing is that there obviously are few courses really that have such a high take of practical um Mm -hmm. in-person teaching and drama is very fortunately one of them um but not even this term though they're all online but I think on on the whole like so many university students haven't haven't had a single hour in person yeah I I do feel so lucky about that because my housemates who do to my housemates do history and straight English and they had nothing they had absolutely nothing um And I think in terms of the whole uni experience, it's been, it has been different. Like it's, it's, I do feel like I'm living in a different world to first year. Um, but in a way I'm quite grateful for ha- like the pace of the pace of it all. Um, and obviously it's horrible not being able to do extracurricular stuff. And they're the kind of things that really enrich your university experience. 
but just the kind of like living with people that you get on really well with and just kind of having a bit of a slower life when you're handling a lot of work and a lot of deadlines is actually in a weird way one of the most nourishing things ever um, yeah you're so right like not feeling like oh my god I have to go out when I have this I can really like focus on my reading and do it all yeah that's definitely been nourishing though I have really missed seeing me friends and the extracurricular thing for me I know it's just extracurricular stuff but it's a huge part of my life yeah. um and it's been really frustrating to do that in all these lockdowns because the government in my opinion has not handled things well the people I know that are young people in general have such kind of strong and positive and like inspiring views on how we want to shape the future of the world and I feel like students are just are just not recognized as a as a body in society when really they we are the future generation of the planet and we have so much to bring and contribute to the future but like in terms of like us as students we're paying the most and we're not getting anything out of it so we're paying so much and these degrees will stay with us for life so one word to describe Susie currently is dot 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 managing that's a good one I would say resilient my resilience has grown definitely thank you that's a very nice word to say for me I think you despite the circumstances are managing everything very well <laughs> so one word to describe Maddie currently is I'm reasonably positive like I like I feel like a lot of people obviously and have every right to be responding badly to this new lockdown but I just feel like I've just I'm just we're all used to it now and and while it's really disheartening to be back into what feels like square one after a whole year I do see this as like the lowest dip that then will just constantly like rise rise yeah. rise into into progression and, and a reopening of of life um and I hope that this is the last time we have to do this <laughs> um, same yeah I love that positive outlook um my word for you would be that you are accomplishing I don't actually know if that is a word if you can say accomplishing yeah, I think it is. But, um, you're really like managing to still thrive in a way that isn't like oh, Maddie is thriving, but in a way it's like <laughs> you're, you're finding things that you enjoy and you are managing to enjoy them. And I think that is a really positive thing. Like your podcast, yeah. this podcast, um, even like your skincare advent calendar, <laughs> like it's something you're like, I'm going to like that. So I'm going to do it for myself. Um, yeah. And your essays, Maddie wrote a really excellent essay that I read. Um, I just, yeah, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you too. I definitely think, yeah, I'm just throwing myself into the few things that are happening right now um, and just trying to make the most of them, whether that is just like really trying to enjoy writing essays, even though that's quite hard <laughs> to do. Yeah. But like just trying, <laughs> trying to actually, yeah, just do something good with my degree and just try and get as much yeah. as possible when everything else is impossible right now um and yeah if anything if anything good has come out of 2020 my skin is finally <laughs> laid itself up and that in itself is a 2020 miracle <laughs> so i'm going into 2021 with clear beautiful skin um it does it looks glowy thank you i'm zooming it looks i, so I want to tell you what the secret is um 
Stay tuned for a whole nother podcast episode about skincare. <laughs> oh my God, I would be in for that. I'm obsessed with skincare. Oh, uh, so the final, the final one, the final sentence is the thing I will bring into 2021 is dot, dot, dot. That space, that giving myself that space to, to breathe and to think, what am I going to do a bit of a Maddie Holmes and think, what can I throw myself into that I will enjoy? Am I doing this because I enjoy it or because it's a tick list? Yeah, that, yeah, space, that space. Hmm. I think for me, kind of drawing on that is being really picky about my life choices from now on. I feel like before I said yes to, I mean, not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but I did say yes to a lot of things that even just from the most simple things of like going on a night out, I didn't want to go on a night, like that night out and not having a good time or spending money on something that wasn't worth it or agreeing to do something in relation to extracurricular that I didn't benefit from or just those kind of little things of just learning that while I've had we've had everything kind of taken away from us this year when I am given the opportunity to do everything again really making sure it's those things that are going to benefit and fulfill my life rather than just overload it I think that is an excellent attitude to have um and if that's what you've got from 2020 then that's so cool that's really really cool for all the it has been trash at times not gonna lie it's been terrible at a lot of times but there are definitely positive stuff like that that we can bring from it I think definitely I saw an Instagram the other day which I really resonated with and it was this whole idea that the government and just the whole situation has put a lot of pressure on our connections and friendships with one another this year in the sense that the pandemic itself has really shown the true kind of morals and views of individuals in the way that they responded have responded to covid whether that's social distancing or isolating if you get a test or blah 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 and i think it's caused a lot of rifts in friendships between people because they've seen fr- like friends that they get on really well with have very different attitudes towards these kind of like overriding situations <laughs> Mm. And it's it's kind of caused this animosity between different people in a way that wouldn't ever usually happen. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everyone can have their own views on politics or religion or all these things, but there's never been a one kind of moment which has caused all these things to come into play together. And I can't mm-hmm. really think of another time where, before COVID where, yeah, all these people had to really unite over one thing, maybe like the war. I honestly think the war was the last time yeah but even then there was a some sort of consent there was like wartime consensus Mm. whereas i think it's interesting that you mentioned politics and religion because i think covid has brought in those things as well Mm. like there definitely is a political aspect um that there's there was initially a consensus and now you see like how you know rishi Sunak actually feels about helping people there was a time when he was kind of lauded as a proto-socialist and now you kind of see he's not um and religion as well, like to see how people use their religion and value and how religion is valued in modern day society and all these kinds of things that have definitely put attention because, yeah, there's it's a big, huge life changing uh, event that has really put into perspective how, you know, the values of people and what mm-hmm. they value the most, whether that is. I don't know, protecting people or 
continuing to try and live their life and I don't know all lots of other different stuff as well mm. that I'm not very not speaking very eloquently right now I think, <laughs> but I basically I agree yeah and I think it's just yeah it's just complicated isn't it it's all just complicated because usually a friendship wouldn't really require you to talk about these things like if you knew your friend had very different political views to you you just wouldn't you would just rule out politics as a as a yeah. conversation in your friendship. I've got a friend who's an extreme like Tory and we just don't talk about politics. But I think with coronavirus, it's impossible not to kind of... You have to talk about it. Or just, or just be aware of other people's kind of views and actions. And so it's causing a lot of these really... There has to be respect. You see who respects you and your choices. Um, and, and you see if people hold that respect for you and especially relationships as well just like you know you could I know that one of my friends has um been with their like person for years and then suddenly they're like we have very different views about how to treat this whole situation and this is causing like issues in no way that we've had before because we've not been used to the situation before so yeah and you definitely you have to have you have to have an opinion on it, don't you? You can't just avoid it. Mm. There are things that we can bring from it to build back better, mm. as they say, um, and adapt. I think we're all immensely adaptable people and really interesting things will come out of this, as well as I read that it's going to be the roaring 20s in a couple of years because people are sick of being inside and they're going to want to spend all their money. So mm. they like, could have been saving thousands of pounds more the average household has saved thousands of pounds more than they usually would save in a year mm. um so everyone's going to be spending their money and it's going to be the roaring 20s again and we can have a good time doing stuff that makes us feel good Susie thank you so much for coming on this episode it's been so nice to chat to you from our little attics um, yeah <laughs> thank you for having me again I love always love talking to you oh, um, I love talking you to you really make me think about things as well which is great that is the nature of this podcast and the series is nearly coming to an end um but do make sure that you've caught up on all the previous episodes and uh don't forget to subscribe and make sure that you are alerted of all the new releases tune in next week for another episode Bye bye